Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 61. I'm here with Craig. This is John. We are here to talk some wrestling. Wrestling. And John, we discussed in our pre-show, pre-show, pre-show meeting uh, that wrestling this week uh, was not bad. It did not suck. It did not suck. It wasn't great, but it didn't suck. I, I'm, (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Um, As you should be. So... Don't get happy with WWE. Don't get happy. Raw was decent. SmackDown mm. was good. Yeah. Um, what makes me nervous is, is this just a buildup because we've got Royal Rumble, which leads into WrestleMania, which is the culmination of everything? Is this actually WWE coming back saying, yeah, we kind of screwed the pooch a little bit. Mm. Let's get this thing back on track. Um, so... I, all, all, listen, listen. What? All good points. All good points. Oh no! But first, here we go. Welcome to Take Two Takedown. Oh, we yeah. should tell people the show they're listening to. Well, I got so excited. That <laughs> I know. The show is okay. I know. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. So, because this week we don't just give you good. We give you great, like we do every week on T Three. Ooh, I like that. You like that? We sound professional. I know. Episode sixty-one. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to. All of our old friends and fans, mm-hmm. uh, welcome to the new ones. If this is your new show with us, we're excited to have you. Please, um, please join us along. Yes. And uh, if you'd like to interact with us, mm-hmm. you can get us on the socials at take Two takedown Yep, on the Twitter. You can email us to our uh, mailbag. That's triple T bag at gmail.com. You can call us mm-hmm. in our hot, hot mail number. In our hot mail number. Our call hotline call our hotmail line. <laughs> call our hotline number. Mm-hmm. It's 434-602-1931. Yes. Very good, John. Very yes. good. Now, we also are part of a bigger network, the Take Two Network. Uh, if you have any entertainment needs, you can listen to us on Take Two. Uh, this week, it's me and my buddy Roy yes. talking all the entertainment news. And um, I really pulled a brain fart because I forgot our hotline number. I don't blame you. So I was so into all the movies and Netflix and all the TV mm-hmm. news that we go over, and especially excited that the new CW season's coming over oh, because so much. we are proudly affiliated with DCW50, the CW network here in Washington, D.C. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we do a weekly recap of all their shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're as cool as us, as cool, which wrestling fans are, mm-hmm. uh, you'll listen to you and I talk about Riverdale as well, right? Because that's cool. Yeah, because we're grown ass men. Talking yeah, about we a TV sure is. Show. We sure is. Like wrestling. Like wrestling. Okay, did I hit them all? You hit them all. Uh, we the Twitter, the email, the hotline. Uh, let's talk some stuff now. Well, wait, we got everything. I think mm-hmm. I think we need to delve into the mailbag. We should probably delve into the mailbag. Do you want me to handle the mailbag this week, John? Would you, sir? I could definitely I handle the mailbag. Don't want you to get my hands dirty. Your hands dirty. This week we have a letter from Delaware. Hmm? I know. Most people you don't realize that people actually live in Delaware. 
Yeah, I think it's just a place I go to to watch wrestling. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. Our letter this week is from Amy in Delaware. Okay. Another female. I I will be honest. I, I'm surprised we get as many females as we do. It's our sultry man tones. That's probably what it is. Yeah. yeah that I don't <clears throat> I don't didn't sound sultry at all. Hey girl. <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> is this the part in the R and B song where we talk yeah. instead of sing? <laughs> yeah. Hey girl. I just wanted to tell you I'm I like love a, you. I'm like, why you do you sound me, like a country star? You hurt me so bad. <laughs> hey girl, I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you. I that, love you. Where did that Western accent come from? I don't know. It's probably from growing up in PG County, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> those that don't know the demographic, country music is real country big music in PG is County. Huge in Maryland. Anyway, anyway, let's go back on track. So what does okay. Amy want to ask? Amy us? in Delaware says, and it's just one question. Why is New Japan and uh, Lucha Underground so much better than WWE. That's it. That's her one one question. All right. Lucha Underground's pretty easy. The reason why it's so much better is you have a story-driven set of characters Mm -hmm. all focused on the same goal of entertaining. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. pre-tape it so they can package it up in the best possible way and give us all the pop and less of the herky-jerkiness that we, we see in WWE because now you're asking your performers to perform yeah. 100%. I, I agree, and, and I think it is one that pre-tape is a big thing. I think that's one of the things NXT is, why it's so entertaining, the same thing. I, and I think it's even why 205 has been better because 205 is no longer live. Well, 205 is going back to Tuesday nights. Yeah, you see that? so now that it's going back, who knows what that's going to be. But that I think that ability of pre-recording and being able to cut and edit makes it more entertaining, makes it more of a TV show story as opposed is, to watching a live event. It is produced. It exactly. is not, you know, organic. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. New Japan is better for a different reason. New Japan is better because you have more talent, more freedom to perform. Like, mm-hmm. they can do a lot more moves. They have different styles, which are unique and different to us, and we as wrestling fans enjoy watching that stuff. And they've... So they're going through a transition right now with the all-elite wrestlers not Mm -hmm. re-signing and all. But what they've done is they literally said, here, here's what we do. You can watch it. We're not changing our times. We're not doing it because we are a Japanese company. Other thing we're not doing, we're not making it easy for you to watch it. (laughs) You have to have a degree in mathematics (laughs) to find this show sometimes. But... You know, what it gives you is every match is as entertaining as the one previous and the one that's yes. coming up next. Yes. And there's always that big feel like if you don't watch this wrestler, you're going to miss something. Yeah, yeah. So you have different ends of the spectrum, but I think the bigger point here is this. WWE is still, whether you like to admit it or not, still the mark that we have to, you know... Oh, yeah. It's it's the litmus test. Exactly. Which we have to aspire to. So WWE being the biggest brand out there, everybody, you know, regardless if they want to admit it or not, are competing to get those numbers. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about the fact how there definitely is a rise in uh, local independent, if you want to call them, with New Japan and Ring of Honor and all that, you know, wrestling companies. But if you look at the bigger pie... WWE is still 95% of wrestling fans probably just watch WWE. Very few people watch Ring of Honor, know how to find New Japan. You might get more Lucha Underground just because it's on television. I mean, it's it's access is what it is. Right. Do you think, and, and you can tell, if you're, tell me if you're on board with this or not, I think one of the other things that the other companies have going for them is New Japan and Ring of Honor. They're there. It seems like everyone's there to put on the best show possible. Whereas I feel a lot of WWE is a lot of individuals trying to make themselves look the best. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, And I really, I like that notion where once you make it to WWE, now you are trying, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like actors. Mm Mm-hmm. You watch actors as they are coming up, and they're putting everything they have into each role, and they're looking to make it. Mm -hmm. Once they make it, 
usually they have a time on top where it's like, okay, I enjoyed watching you make your way up. I, I'm glad that you finally got this well-known character that you get to be. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen you in it. You know, I don't see you as anything else. Like, uh, use Robert Downey Jr. as, a, as an example. We, okay. mm-hmm. we watched him all through the 80s and 90s right. making crap films, and you knew who he was, and he was great. He lands the role of Tony Stark, owns Tony Stark. Can you see him doing anything else exactly. after this That's movie? That's the problem. He's, he's, he's so ingrained in that role now for 10 years. You know, like it's hard to hard gonna be hard for him to move past that. Now, now flip it and look at John Smack Cena. It up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no, the girl is gonna do you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, but look at John Cena mm-hmm. and look at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, they yeah. are wrestlers turned actors, known in movie roles. And when you look at them, what do you still think of? You yeah. don't think of like, look at this great actor, Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's look at this wrestler who has become this actor, exactly. Dwayne Johnson. Exactly. And and. By no means are they the norm, too. They're obviously the exception to right. the general I mean, rule. Because of, yeah. The Miz is probably the best actor in WWE. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look. But he's, he's got, got a, a reality show. And he's got a lineage of movies that he's been in. I mean, yeah. he's been in at least five of the Marine movies. He's, he's a step. Dean Ambrose <laughs> has a movie. Yeah. 13 rounds. What is it? Number two? Number three? No. Uh, 13 rounds lockdown. Lockdown? Number three. No, it was the third I don't one? know. I don't Randy know. Orton's been in movies. I mean, so there's the transition. And, uh, you know, getting back to Amy's question, and, mm. and I think we can wrap it up better, is just saying because we as viewers look at WWE as what the expectation is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like anything else can be better. Right. Okay. Or worse. Mm-hmm. WWE is going to be WWE. We always want WWE to be better in and of itself. We right. don't say, God, I wish WWE was more like Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. You basically say Lucha Underground is great because it's nothing like WWE. It, I, I can see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, yeah. I think that's it. But that's a really good question. That's a really good and Very poignant. And who knew that women were so smart? Um. I'm out. I have no <laughs> recollection of that conversation. Women are highly intelligent mm-hmm. and most mm-hmm. likely better than any of us, mm-hmm. especially you, Craig. Oh. That was that was a real dumbass question or statement. It was. All right, you let's get what? into more dumbass let's stuff. Let's get into more dumbass stuff. Uh so yeah, uh Raw this week, like you said, was decent. SmackDown was good. What do we want to talk about first? Um, I mean, do we go with the obvious, like, hey, Lashley won the IC belt? I mean, is, is anybody behind this? So, I, you know, <laughs> I watched the match. The mm-hmm. match was good. Like, was, I enjoyed it. It was a match, yeah. um, I love me some Dean Ambrose, and, and I love watching Seth Rollins in the right. ring, no matter who he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about, I think Seth Rollins is one of those wrestlers that brings people up in the ring. Right. I don't care what you say outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. But, um... So, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, and I'm okay. thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, why would you bring Dean in, have him turn heel, take the belt from Seth for what, like a month, for a month, and then let Lashley take the belt? I'm thinking they're trying to figure out what's going to fit, and I think, I think, you know, Seth Rollins is going to eventually challenge for the, you know, WWE belt. Mm-hmm. Where does this put Dean? Like, did you just submarine Dean, or are you going to let him come back and be like, you know what, I made some mistakes, now i got to get my stuff I'm assuming that they're going for a Dean versus Lashley storyline, I guess. Like, Are they trying to push Seth away? Right, from the story, and then make it between Dean and Lashley. I don't know. That's the only thing I'd be thinking. I don't know. I I just, this belt change, especially right before Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. feels forced. Yes. There's something... There's a purpose to it. I, yeah, I, I just can't figure out what the bigger purpose is yet. So like, I don't know. Are, are they going to make the IC try to bring the IC down so that they can make the championship belt bigger? That's the other thing I was looking mm. at. Like if you make it a rubber belt and then you put more power behind the championship belt because Lesnar's agreed to stay or Lesnar's mm. leaving sooner and you need to make it, you know, what they've always tried to do is make their championship belt the belt. Right, right. And so, if that's what they're going for, 
because Lesnar's decided to stay and is going to do more show appearances or because Lesnar's leaving early and is going to actually be giving it up at some point in the near future. I'm okay with that if that's their reasoning. But if they're still going to do this thing where Brock Lesnar has it and doesn't show up on shows, the IC was all you had pretty much on on Raw. It was like, the Raw belt. <laughs> So, so I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm a little apprehensive, especially with someone like Lashley that has no character. None. And Leo, as much as you and I were excited for his, you know, entrance, mm-hmm. it's it's Leo, you gotta grow. Like the, you know, you standing at the ringside going, Lashley, Lashley yeah. mm-hmm. is not working anymore. No. I need more. No, exactly. Um talking about Lashley doing poses and showing his butt to everybody is come on. Yeah. Speaking of belts, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. We finally got the announcement that we expected all last year, mm-hmm. women's tag team belts. Exactly. We, yeah. we knew it was because they teased it at Christmas. They finally showed it on the moment of bliss uh, that it's actually happening. So it's three uh, elimination chambers, how they're doing it style. So yeah. that's next month. So three Raw tag teams, three SmackDown tag teams. And then the winner of each show... Wrestles each other for... For the belts. And it's just going to be inner shows? Yes, that's what they're leaning at, which I think is I perfect. Think genius. That's what they should be doing with all with, with the other tag team belt, too. Yeah, genius. So so uh, who are we... I was trying to debate this last night. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. Uh, the six teams. So SmackDown's easier because you've got Iconics. Um, you got uh, Bailey. No, Bailey and... Uh, that's on Raw. That's on Raw. So you got Iconics. You got... Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, uh-huh. and then you got, I guess Naomi and Lana. Yeah, but Lana's hurt, uh-uh. and it's not Naomi and Oscar. They got Oscar. But the I mean, they're, and they're building the tension between Naomi and Mandy. Did you watch this oh week where uh, Mandy calls Jay into the room, mm-hmm. and then Naomi comes right. in in her I killer see, banana suit? This and... is the point where I have to. I feel I have to apologize because last week's episode, I said that I'm actually kind of enjoying the storyline. <laughs> oh. Because I thought it was funny. You've changed, I've, have you? I've changed drastically in the span I, of a week. Being a male fan of wrestling, to see Mandy Rose open up her robe and in the outfit she was in, although it is like her wrestling attire. I'm going to say it very was... Very attractive. I'm going to say it was more clothes than her normal wrestling attire. Okay, okay. But which I thought was interesting. Very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where they are trying to push the envelope to as close to PG-13 as they can get in that there's infidelity yeah. mm-hmm. and permissive. Speak, speaking of, I'm sorry to just completely change have direction you been again. On me? But that have you been cheating on me? Raw, uh, right before moment but of bliss. Why are you not answering the question? Listen to me. Okay. Raw, right before moment of bliss, when the intern walks into Alexa Bliss's uh, dressing room and she's there. Um, topless, but like covering everything up, and her hair is done, and her hair is done, and you just so see you like a see naked back, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, uh, I I know what they're going for. I don't. That was so forced and had no purpose yeah. in the show. Like at least the Mandy Rose thing, there is a purpose. Okay, there is a storyline, and and it's that a was storyline at best. That was Attitude Era, naked for no reason, naked. I, like, I feel it was like one of those. All right, Alexa, we'll keep you on, but if you're not going to wrestle, it's what I took from that. And like you said, it felt forced, and I'm watching the whole thing going, I feel really uncomfortable. I right feel now. comfortable. That intern seems uncomfortable. Everybody's uncomfortable in this like, situation. That whole bit was just really, it smacked and everything. So, yeah, uh, let's get into that. <laughs> um, I mean, I believe I. I wait, wait, wait. Uh, mm-hmm. So. On Raw, yes. you'd have Bailey. Oh, sorry, yes. You'd probably have Bailey and Banks. However, uh, they've got Banks in a match with Ronda Rousey. So I don't yeah, know but she's obviously that. losing that. So. Yeah, uh, you've got uh, Tamina and Nia, and Nia. Jax. You've and, got, and then part of the Riot Squad in some formation. Yeah, Two of I, those three. Maybe. I don't know. Where's Nat- Natalia's teaming up with... And then, you can't have Natalia and Ronda because they're not going to have Ronda be in it. She has the belt. Okay. So... Do you want to get into the whole BS that happened with Strowman, or do you want to talk about the people coming into that got called up from NXT? Which one do you want to hit first? <sighs> Let's talk about Strowman first, because uh, we've known he has the ability to flip ambulances. 
um, flip cars on their hoods. We needed to Kevin Owens' car. Yeah. Uh, and giant semis. And now limos. What can he flip? Um, Apparently, he can't flip uh, somebody over for a belt. Type. No, no, he can't do that. Uh, so, he's out of the belt contention. He's no longer doing the fight. From what everything I read, it's because he's still not 100% cleared. Yeah, he hasn't been medically his, cleared. What is it, elbow? So, shoulder yeah, he surgery? Had, elbow, uh, right? He had bone spurs removed yeah. from his elbow, mm-hmm. and uh, he's still not medically cleared. So they had to put some story in where he still looks strong, but they can have a placeholder contender. Right. So what did they do? They run a little, you know... Uh, tournament and they get the smallest guy they can to go against Brock Lesnar. But it's okay because thank goodness John Cena vouched for him. Because uh, now I know that if Cena backs Finn Balor, we can back we him. can finally, finally you know be able to back Finn WWE, Balor. WWE, F you. I don't need, I don't need someone like John Cena yes, you do. with his bald spot showing mm-hmm. telling me that, you know, WWE, you never gave Finn Balor a chance, and Vince McMahon may not back you, but I do, mm. and these people do, so you're okay, Finn. Um, I don't need Cena to get Finn over. Yes, Finn has been over with the fans since he even came to WWE. Yep, 100%. So, uh, you're, you're feeding Finn to the Lions again. Yeah. I mean, um, I think one of the other reasons, not not that they could have, but one of the other good points that they probably have of taking Strowman out of it is now Strowman won't lose to Brock Lesnar again, and you can continue to build Strowman to be I put all of Raw on him like they've and, been doing. And I honestly see this as one of two things. It is just going to be a placeholder match. Finn Balor is going to get beat up, or Corbin's going to interfere somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're going to interfere so Finn can stay strong. Yeah. But uh, more than likely, Strowman is going to come in and lay out Lesnar. And that's the only way, mm-hmm. the only way I can see Finn walking out of there with a belt. But what if they either... do Finn Demon? What if they do Demon Balor? Ah, I don't know. Like, do you bring that out as a placeholder match? I mean, if, if they bring out Demon Balor, he has to win. He does. Like, he doesn't lose as a demon. Yeah, exactly. So, so. I don't know. I didn't even think of that dynamic, but that's mm. pretty good. Um, yeah, I, and I'm not a fan of the, oh, shit, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We don't, Our match that we made has been screwed over. Just come out and be like, hey, uh, Braun Strowman has yet to be medically cleared because you set it up that he got ambushed by. Right, right. You know, has yet to be medically cleared. We thought he would be. So here's what's going to happen. We're either just canceling the match and we'd all be like, what? What? Oh, and my we're goodness. we're going to give you guys the ability to make a dream match, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. much like AJ Finn. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would have seen something better like that. I would, like, you know, kudos to WWE. I like that they're stirring the pot and trying to make some changes and give mm-hmm. us more story and, and better. Agreed. But um, I still feel like they're going to, you know, their old playbook. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, that David and Goliath, uh, you know, big big event match is Vince McMahon's, like, favorite thing to do in the world. Mm-hmm. Is tiny guy versus big guy. It was a little guy. Let's get him <laughs> killed. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean... Strowman ripping the uh, limo door off and smashing it. It's, it's basically like a, a Looney Tunes cartoon come to life, as I read it somewhere. Yeah. That's pretty I, much what it is. Like, I, You know, it's 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 done. It's played out. And listen, when you do stuff like that, mm-hmm. like he's flipping cars, we all expect him to be able to beat Lesnar. Right. We all expect him to be able to win. You know, when you have to have three of your wrestlers take him out, mm-hmm. that tells me he is better than anyone else in the stable. Yep. yep. And if so you can't have him going and just lose. If you're going to put him up that high, how is it you're keeping him out of the title? I don't know. So, and it's not that I necessarily want him in the title. I'm just saying right, you right. built him that. You big. built him that big. He should have a purpose. Right. Um, but speaking of should have purpose. Yes. We bring. Once again, mm-hmm. these people up from NXT. Right. And so far, the only thing we've seen of EC3... The comic relief. Okay, so I have to admit, uh, last night on, on SmackDown, mm-hmm. where it opens up with the New Day mm-hmm. watching Heavy Machinery make their protein shakes. Right, right. 
uh, <laughs> and just getting grossed out as they're holding a plate of pancakes. Right. And throwing pancakes in. And the thing that set it over the top is when Becky Lynch comes in and Xavier Wood opens up his jacket and he's just poof, the man. And he's like, the man. I just, I, I totally marked out. I thought there, that was hilarious. There's just in that small little segment. I mean, you got. Uh, Xavier Woods saying, uh, there's still shells on those eggs. You're going to have shells in your shake. Like, that was funny to me. You have Big E just oiling and rubbing his naked chest. <laughs> and then Becky stopping drinking the milkshake and telling them it's that a it's weak. weak. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was funny to me. But, I mean, heavy machinery now, are, are they just going to be on the same length as as New Day, basically? They'll just be comic relief wrestlers? Well, I mean, wrestlers? It's, it's what they were at NXT, where it was shakes and weights. That's and true. And like to That's watch true. them because they look great in the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. I You need a little comedy you in do. this. You do. Uh, New Day has held the market. I think you bring in a heavy machinery, have some fun with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that. No. I, I am excited that they're actually doing something with heavy machinery. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know... Nikki Cross is getting out there. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. We yeah. love Crazy Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, EC3, like I said, is just mugged for the camera. Right. Uh, Lacey Evans was watching a fight last night from backstage. It, drinking tea, <laughs> watching a fight. Um, you know, are they holding EC3 and Lacey Evans back to be the big powerhouses to come in from this new class? I guess. I guess. You know, I don't, I don't know. Mm. They they wouldn't do it because it makes no sense, but it would be pretty awesome if one of the tag teams for the women's division was just Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans, and they just won. Right. <laughs> they just came in crazy, and won. Crazy and classy. Yeah, exactly. They could do that. Crazy and classy. Something come from uh, Right Coast Pro. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I mean, we keep saying it. Like you're bringing these people up. Um, I still believe. Still believe. The character of Lacey Evans and the character of EC3 will play a lot better in WWE. I think so. Um, we're getting, I'm getting the feel at least, and, and I know you're a big fan of EC3. I really haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting the fan that he is going to take the role of the narcissist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they are just going to play him up as trying to be the pretty guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I better hope, than all of you. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he comes in and he's like, you know, I am in the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when top he, 1%. And when he gets in the ring, he turns into, you know, that crazy mm. killer. Yeah. I don't know. And so I'm hoping they play this up right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I'm worried that WWE is going to meet its standard of, we don't know what to do with them, we'll just bury him. We'll just bury him. We call that sanity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sanity. So, yeah. so far, Nikki Cross, as a member of Sanity, has done the most shows yeah. out of the foursome. I'm pretty sure. I'm so, pretty sure. All right, so no, there we go. Her. We got that. Good on her. Um, uh, but that leads into some SmackDown talk. Uh, yeah. SmackDown opens with uh, the love of your life. Mm. 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 <laughs> I love you, Becky Lynch. I love you so much. Uh, calling out Asuka. Asuka coming out and <sighs> let's, responding. <laughs> let's talk about Asuka. Let's promo. talk about Asuka. Okay, so there's a couple things about the whole opening to SmackDown that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um Primarily two. Mm-hmm. One being that if you are going to put Becky Lynch over as the man, mm-hmm. and then you are going to call her opponent out, mm-hmm. and you are going to have her say, listen, I'm going to give you an example by beating the piss out of one of these Iconics. Right. By God, you should have let her beat the piss out of one of those Iconics. Mm-hmm. You, Not have like a match. <laughs> yeah, Peyton Royce looked strong yeah. in that match, yeah. and it made Becky look weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you don't follow that up by having Asuka come in, submarine, uh, Same, uh Billy Kay. Billy Kay mm-hmm. in, you know, a hot second to show Becky up even more where it's like, yeah, I can do what you do, but just a lot quicker and easier. Yep. yep. Um, so that kind of sets Becky up as like, I'll talk, but you're not backing it up. And then the worst part about the whole thing is. We love Asuka. Yes. We love watching her in the ring. We yes. think she's a wonderful character. Yes. Uh, her promo work, like, I think we were talking about it, and you said that your super intelligent wife, mm-hmm. um, I think, put it in a nutshell. It's like, not only is it that she has an accent, which is okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's the norm, but like, she can't even really do a promo. Like, it came off as gibberish. Yeah. And she looked 
crazy. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even really broken English anymore. Like it's just it, it's nonsensical words. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not like she couldn't enunciate. Right. Right. It was what she was trying to say didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, no offense to Becky, who has an accent of her own, when she's trying to clear it up, like you say, buzz, 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 mm-hmm. and it's like, it's it's buzz. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I needed her to clear it up for me. It's like, okay, now I know because Becky translated what Oscar said. Right, right. I now know it's buzz. You know, um, okay, so have Oscar come out strong. Give her like the two word promo, like. You are not ready for Asuka. Mm. Cool, I get it. Yeah, that's it. That's and, it. and she still looks, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I right. think Asuka and Becky can have a really good match. I I'm agree. just afraid that it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of promo work with each other, what mm-hmm. do you think of AJ and Daniel Bryan? I love, I actually loved that AJ goes. Out into the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, here I am at the concession stand where Daniel Bryan was last week going to fit about how you're fickle and all this stuff. Shit, I got hot dogs. Yeah. Here's a hot dog. I got your shirts. He's throwing yeah. them in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, yes. I think it was point counterpoint. It was. It's a weak promo on each end, but it worked. It worked. It, would, it, it made AJ look better. Like AJ, as we've talked about before, isn't the best promoer. Uh, he's he has really good ones or really bad ones. Really good there's ones, no really bad ones. There's there's no middle. This made, even though the Daniel Bryan one was kind of dumb, this made AJ look better because, as you said, it's like a counterpoint and, to it. And, and it, it was more entertaining than Daniel Bryan's was. And he validated Daniel Bryan's. Yes. So mm-hmm. they worked well together. So I, I when I was watching this bit, I'm like, all right, I'm not really into all of this per mm. se, but... When you put the two together, they kind of work, and I liked that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, But if we're going to talk about two people that worked well together, I mean, that almost match. Oh, my (laughs) God. That. I mean, we went three commercial breaks, I think, during that match. But the two of them, Mm -hmm. just what a beautiful match. Like, that, that... I was watching that. You and I were actually talking to each mm-hmm. other, and uh, I'm just like, are you watching this? And you were like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then it turned into about a minute or two later, like, this is this is good, good. Yeah. I mean, you're. I know we're only like two weeks into the, the year, but this could potentially be like a match of the year candidate, I'm, and it's just a regular SmackDown okay. episode. I am going to say something that- uh, Say it. You are going to be like, oh, my God, what's going on? Say it. And then I would say, oh, my God, what is going on? All right. So. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. What's going on? Oh, sorry. You got to say it. Okay, yeah. So you know how I always tell you how much I hate when they take two individual wrestlers and make a tag team? Yes. Yes. Could you not see Olmos and Mysterio together as tag team champions of SmackDown? (sighs) I mean, I, like, have them do this, yes. this feud, like, and then they can do, like, the best of seven, and you know how they brought Cesaro and Sheamus Cesaro together? And Sheamus. It's, it's like, same kind they of thing. both are, hey, we're both luchas, we both have mutual respect, you've looked up to me your whole career almost as, mm-hmm. as a icon, and uh, I've grown to respect you as the future of the lucha wrestler. Right, right. We should join our forces together for mm-hmm. the power of good. Uh, and remember, yeah. Mysterio has the ability to be the good bad guy. Yeah, I, I think I first off, I see that could definitely work. Together, they obviously work very well. And you know what else that gives us? Mm. More Zelina. It does give us more Zelina. But in the scheme of WWE, it if that happened, it would be Rey Mysterio and almost versus Lucha House Party every week. Mm, well, that's no. what it would be. They wouldn't but do better. I I would. I would honestly welcome that because I am done with the bar. Yes. I, I, I am so, so for the, <laughs> the Miz and Shane mm-hmm. winning that tag team title. And I think, you know, 
Anytime somebody gets cake in the face, they lose at the big match. Yes. So yes. I am so looking forward to Shane and Miz taking really those belts so. just really for so. a change yes. that isn't the bar, New Day, or Usos. Oh, and yes. as much, I, and I like those teams. I just I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah, as we've talked about before, it's the same thing over and over and over again. So, so anyway, but that was good. That was a good match. Yeah, that was a really good match, and I I honestly would love to see them team together. Like it, I think that would, would be, be amazing. It would be good. It would be good because they're they're very good. I I don't know how much is rehearsed. I don't know how much is talked about beforehand, but they're very good making stuff look honest. Like the count, you know, the counters they have against each other look good, and they did. They did a really good flow. Like, they had it where the match slowed down, and then you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. And then they had this big pop where yep. one would get over or the other would get over, and it was like it sucked you back in. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we went through three commercial breaks watching this match, but I never once got bored. No. And no, usually— and, and it's all oh, yes. Usually it's a, let me run and get some more tea. Right, right. Or, and if I'm not back in time, I'm not back in time. Yeah, like, but yeah. no, I didn't get up from my chair that match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just— we're moving into Royal Rumble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a number of matches. We're looking forward to it. We always look forward to the Rumble because we like uh, seeing who's going to win, the nostalgia part of it. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to all that. I'm looking forward to moving into our new uh, Pick'em Challenge. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We're bringing all that. But I was thinking of something this week. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous, um, but keep going. Well, you know, I'm trying to sound a little more educated. Also dangerous, but keep uh, going. In, in looking at Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and, and the build-up to the Royal Rumble and all that, and then the big change where the commands have taken back Such over. Such a change. Where do you think, and, and let's throw the other wrestling productions in like Lucha and, and, and New Japan mm. and even All Elite and all that. Where do you think plot, the, the story, falls in? Like, is it I want to see wrestlers doing more flips and, and amazing stuff, mm-hmm. or is it... For the long run, I want story. I want to follow a character and feel like I am part of the whole ride. Mm-hmm. Where does that fit in your world? Uh, well, it's interesting because only because you mentioned to to me out of all the wrestling promotions that you know that are out there, uh, and I don't know if it's because it's the different way they shoot it or what it is. The the story seems to be done best by Lucha. By right. Lucha Underground. Like, as we've talked, it's basically a soap opera. Yeah, and even if it's over-the-top soap opera. So over-the-top. We're, yeah. we're vested. Like, right. I want to know who has whatever jewel they're trying to find. Exactly, and exactly. Why and is this Aztec demon coming up from and, hell? And, yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah, uh, so I asked my son. I asked my 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously generational gaps there. And I've come to find, and, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or like a technology thing but i tend to find like for me Mm -hmm. story is important i want to be invested in a character Mm -hmm. um i want to go through the highs and lows like like i've said i've loved becky lynch from day one when i saw her in nxt i just i really enjoyed her i liked her wrestling um I liked her when she lost every match on SmackDown. Yeah. I liked her mm-hmm. when she won every match on SmackDown. So, you know, I'm along for the ride with this character. I'm invested. Uh, my son, my 12-year-old son, said something very interesting to me. He said, you know what, Dad? I like watching wrestling because I like watching them fight. I like watching the mm-hmm. thing. And, and he goes, and I, I said, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you don't, like, who's your favorite character? And he's like, well, I like Rey Mysterio because of all the flips he does. Or I like Randy Orton because he's mean, and I like watching him do the RKO. RKO and, out of nowhere, yeah. It, so he likes the pop. He likes that little mm-hmm. instant gratification. And he goes, you know, Dad, because it's a lot like the video games I play. And I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my my son right now, my 12-year-old son, I'm a horrible dad because he's playing Red Dead Redemption. A horrible dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's playing that. And I notice, like, when I sit down to play a game... Like, Destiny is basically a first-person run-through-the-world shooting game. Right, right. But I get invested in the story and running the missions Mm. and taking my character to the next level. Where my son just wants to run, shoot, and get all the points he can Mm -hmm. so that he can get a better gun. Right. He wants to do do the giant multiplayer, you know, battle royales where you're taking out everybody and you're just running around shooting. So, 
like I said, that kind of just hit me as like, no, is, can... is that where we're at in the state of wrestling? And if so, can WWE play to that? Because that's what New Japan is really giving us is oh, yeah. really good, exciting matches, individual. And I mean, yeah, there's some character there, but it's basically like, here you go, guys. Here's the match you want. You want to yeah. see, you know, Tanahashi and uh, Kenny Omega. You want to watch something like that? We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Yeah, exactly. We'll do a little, you know, five minute promo beforehand of why they're fighting to each other. Then you'd be like, hey, you go. just fight. So I, I don't know. What I, do you think? Because you're kind of, mm-hmm. you're like a, a, I mean, you're obviously younger than me, older than obviously, my son. Obviously, but you would so almost fall younger. like in the upper so end of the younger. middle. Mm-hmm. Where does that fit for you? Like, are you in between on that as well? Like, I want to see the flash and the pop, but mm-hmm. I can follow along for a while? I don't know. I mean, first off, yes, I am so much younger than you. Uh-huh. Um, so let's uh-huh. make sure we get that point. Like, okay. so much younger. Yeah. Um, so much. Dick. But um, I, I can see the excitement of the the pop with the flips, with the, the, the good matches, because... You do get that rush watching it. Like this, and and it hits me too. And everybody does. Yeah. But I I, and I almost feel that if if WWE wants to go that route, which I think they can do, you know, that is possible. You have people like Rey Mysterio and almost that can give you those pops. You, they need to shrink down what you're doing. You can't do those pops for three and a half hours straight every single week. You could do that in maybe a two-hour SmackDown or a one-hour NXT, but in three-plus hours, you have to have storyline. And I I feel that I when it's done right, I enjoy the storyline. I think it's one of the reasons we like Miz so much is because Miz can sell a storyline. No matter how dumb it may be, he can usually end up selling it. He's, he's entertaining to watch outside of the ring as much inside the ring. Well, I mean, the whole team-up with Shane McMahon, he took a useless trophy yeah and made it made it a thing i mean that that world's greatest tournament was what three months ago at this point yeah and it was a filler (laughs) thing at right exactly saudi show and i mean he made it something so yeah um yeah so i just i really found that interesting and i i just wondered like where are we at in the state of wrestling when it comes to telling stories and how important is that it's like do i just need kind of like in your world do i just need like a little bit of build up right and then give me that payoff at the end Mm. or in my kids world where it's just like i'm not really worried (laughs) about why i just need to see what Mm -hmm. or are you more like me where it's you know tell me the story i like seeing the pops but all in all i'm gonna stay for the long run Mm. if i really care about who these people are you know, be that because I really like them or I really hate them. Mm. Um, well, know. and I, I think WWE runs into the the problem that, you know, I feel most just television entertainment in general runs into, which is you want as many people as possible to watch your product and enjoy your product. But your key demographic is still 18 to 35 because that's who's buying stuff. You want right. people to buy merch. You want people to buy tickets. And that's who's buying the tickets and coming to the show is it's grown grown men usually, you right. know. So I, it needs to be something for them. And I think I think WWE is off its kilter where they think you know oh, like we did in the '80s into the '90s where we're bringing these young kids in and establishing generations <laughs> of fans. Um, I don't think you can do that anymore. There's a, so. a shorter attention span now. Exactly. So that was my. You know, look at you being all philosophical. That's going to happen. Um, apparently, as I've aged, oh, so uh, aged, I'm getting more of a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it because you feel the twilight of your life is coming? Well, I'm I'm heading towards the second part. Oh, okay. I'm closer to starting part two than ending part one. I mean, I think the the better way to look at it is you're closer to the end and farther from the beginning. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Look at you, Harbinger of Death. <laughs> All right. And speaking of Harbinging Death. Yes. I'm going to kill you this week. Remember, we love a game called Gorilla Position. We do love a game called Gorilla Position, a game we invented. Yes. We, Copyright Gorilla Position. Yep. Uh, Gorilla Position, the game, mm-hmm. trademarked by Take Two Takedown. Yep. I agree. T3, I agree. if you will. Um, so. The way this game works is we like to take our favorite wrestlers and put them in the roles of 
movie mm-hmm. characters, cartoon characters, toy lines, whatever we feel we want to do. Right. Uh, right. Last week, I submarined you totally because I brain farted and didn't have a recommendation. But I hit you up during the week. You hit me up during the week with I it. gave you a good one. You did. Um, we are going to cast the movie mm-hmm. of Anchorman. The legend of Ron Burgundy. Yes. <laughs> Which we pretty much reference every week as we start the show. Where we clear our throat with things like the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Yes. And the human torch was denied a bank uh, loan. My house smells of rich mahogany. (laughs) I have many leather bound books. Many, many leather bound books. You ate the entire wheel of cheese? The entire wheel of cheese. (laughs) Not even even angry. I'm impressed. (laughs) I love lamp. (laughs) Do you really love lamp, Rick? Or are you just saying that? I love floor... Oh, uh, do we even have to play it? Can we just quote Anchorman back and forth? No, no, we got to do this. We got to play this game. Sorry. All right. So before we get into Gorilla Position, before we cast Anchorman, mm. we want your input. We want our fans to call us, talk to us, hit us up in our mailbag. We mm-hmm. love all the questions we're getting. Uh, you can do that by hitting us up on socials at Take Two Takedown. You can hit us up in our email account. Mm-hmm. It's triple the letter T bag at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can even call our hotline, which is 434-602-1931. Tony wow, is standing nice. by. Very nice. So with that going on, let us know what you think about story versus the instant pop, whatever yep. you want yep. to put what in you, on that. What side are you on in that? And join us for Gorilla Position. We are going to start, if we get you people playing along, we are going to start doing your recommendations, and we will include what you casted you your wrestlers casted. with. And we'll make sure that we can't pick those same people. Yeah. You always have first choice. Listeners. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, we have four main men, and, and then we have uh, Veronica Corningstone brought in uh, as part of Diversity. Yes. Which I think is an old, old wooden ship used in Viking times. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to test our our lead female first? I don't know. I've been I've been, uh, I it's it's yogging. Yogging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think the J is a soft J. Yeah, it's so. a soft J. Yeah. Soft J. I'm not really sure. Uh, as I'm doing that, I have jazz flute playing. Okay, of course. So, Obviously. Uh, yeah, I guess jazz let's flute. start with Veronica Corningstone. All right, so Veronica Corningstone. Uh, I personally, because you got to pick a strong female. Yes. Basically, smarter than all the men in the entire room. Yes. Uh, so I went with Beth Phoenix. Ooh, I like that. I, I think it matches the look and it's kind of the embodiment of stronger than all the men in the room. All right. Um, I am going to give you that, mm-hmm. but I am going to say, yes, strong, educated female. Yep. Um, can hold her own in a room full of dumb guys. Yes. Um, I am going to give you Renee Young. That could work. That really works. And I mean, she's basically a reporter anyway. So, so it kind of fits. Got that going like for me. It. I like it. Champion. Good job. Good right. job. Now, who else? Who do you want to do? Do, do you want to do from the bottom up or do you want to go? I would say let's go bottom up. Let's go bottom up. So do we go with our weatherman, the I Love Lamp Man, Brick Tamlin? Yes, we go with Played Brick. by Steve Carell. Let's do it. Okay. Brick Tamlin, who do you have or uh, do you now, want me to uh, go? I don't have a necessarily a theme like you often do. Oh, I do. I have um, one. You'll see it uh, the, probably in my next choice. The theme that I went with. Yes. Um, was dumb. Uh-huh. Like, wrestlers that have just had dumb storylines are, are known to be dumb people. Yes. Like, because all four of these guys are not smart. Right. So, for dumbest of the dumb, which is Brick Tamlin, because they okay. invite you to a pants party. Yeah. Um, that Brick Tamlin, I went for, in my mind, who is the dumbest person WWE has ever put forth. Uh-huh. James Ellsworth. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that. So, <laughs> I don't know how to retort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Ellsworth. Yeah. James Ellsworth. Oh, man. Um, so, because I love my themes, because I like keeping everything buttoned up and nice, mm-hmm. um, when I thought of Brick Tamlin, when I thought of the dumbest of the dumb, um, I went with, in my little group, uh, I went with Kurt Angle. <sighs> Kurt Angle's a good choice, too. Kurt mm. Angle, you know, the milkman, the mm. you suck. Okay. Okay, you tell so, me so. Especially as Kurt Angle general manager, where he came out with that blank face there. Oh, my god. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, freaking oh, we're going to rat him. Yeah, freaking So, worse. yeah, I went with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Which one do you want to do next? Uh, let's go for sports. Champ Kind. Champ Kind. Mm-hmm. Champ Kind. It's All the right. pancake breakfast. We do it every week, Ron. Every week, Ron. <laughs> 
All right. So, for Champ, the sports mm-hmm. guy, um, in my little stable of who would play uh, him, you, you got to go with the athletic, charismatic kind mm-hmm. of feel. You got to go with the person that you're like, mm, I could hang out with him, but I could also see where he would run face first into a brick wall because yes. somebody paid him enough or dared him enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Roman Reigns. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. He is easily bought out. Mm-hmm. You know, this character in the movie and Roman, you know, I'll do whatever you, I'll need, do whatever me do. you need me to do. Yeah. Yeah. That works. That definitely works. Do definitely you see where dumb. this is going? Definitely dumb. I, I have some ideas, but I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay. Um, now, for my champ kind. Yep. I agree. Uh, somebody who, uh, you know, you could see yourself hanging out with, obviously an athlete, um, but could run into a brick wall. Uh, so I went with my mind, the person who, to me, in thinking back, did one of the dumbest things in WWE history, which is Lex Luger. From when he, I want to say mid-90s, uh-huh. when he beat Yokozuna due to a countout at the belt match, and then proceeded to pull up the American flag and confetti fall down, and all his friends hold him up, um, but he didn't actually win the belt. Because it was a countout and it wasn't by pin or submission. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah, happening? Yeah, I remember that. I was that. trying to think of dumb things people had done. Uh, to me, that's something that Champ Kind like, would do. I can is think see, he like, won when he actually did it. Yeah, I can see that. It's <laughs> kind of like when he uh, had the chicken restaurant, right. but it was bats. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. exactly. I get, exactly. Like, I'm a champion. I mm-hmm. get this great. Yeah. All right, so who's next? Um, next we get... Who's got um, the octagon? The octagon, the purveyor of Black Panther... Sixty percent of the time works all the time. Sixty percent of the time. Brian Fantane. Brian Fantane. <laughs> so Brian Fantane, uh, you know, a little bit of a ladies' man. A little bit of a ladies' man. Probably yep. the smartest of all the dumb ones. Right, which is also not saying you much. Know, and you know, mm-hmm. a little charismatic. Right. He was in love once. Uh they met in a Burger King bathroom. Yeah. It's not a good way to start a story, but keep going, Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for that, I picked Seth Rollins. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah. That could be good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody has figured man, out. Ladies man, CrossFit Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who um, do you have? I like it. Uh, I went for, again, ladies man. Someone thought they were super sexy, uh, but also uh, super dumb. Uh, so I went with Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner? <laughs> I could almost see a Rick Rude. Rick Rude kind of fit or in Val there. Val Venus kind of yep, fit? Yep, yep. Honestly, I would even put in uh, possibly an AJ Styles. What about a Mr. Perfect? A Mr. Perfect. An EC3 would even fit in there. All of those pretty boys that really probably aren't that smart. Yeah, I can see any mm-hmm. of those working. Yeah. All right, and then that leads us to the leader of the gang. The leader of the gang. He does a, he does a thousand curls. I don't know if you heard him. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a thousand. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. Uh, this apartment uh, is full of many leather-bound books and smells yes. of rich mahogany. Yes. Mm. And uh, he has a dog. And he has a dog. <laughs> that Jack Black kicks yes. off a bridge. Baxter. Yes. Just mm-hmm. kill poor Baxter. <laughs> oh, no. The man. He's a jazz. The man punted Baxter. The jazz flautist. The jazz flautist. Uh, Ron Burgundy. I got Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you have for Ron Burgundy, for or do you Ron... want me to do it? Uh, let me go with mine because I only have one choice. So okay. if you choose mine, I'm screwed. Uh, uh, but I don't think you know do. whose mine is. Uh, mine, dumb, but somehow still in charge. Uh huh. Shane McMahon. Okay. Okay. Um, mine, mm-hmm. mine to round out my collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Dean Ambrose. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. I saw yeah. that coming. Well, you kind of have to. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Dean, Seth, Roman, Angle, mm-hmm. and Renee Young. Uh, I would say your theme is the Shield or tertiary members of the Shield. The Shield and the people around them. <laughs> the Shield and friends. There you go. And yours was just a cacophony of good people. A cacophony of dumb. Very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's gorilla position this that week. That is gorilla position. Are this you week. going to hit me with a surprise? I'm going to hit you, sir, with my choice of screw you. I'll tell you next week. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We're really good at this game. We're really good at this game. All right. But, yeah, guys, if you want to get involved, if you want to jump into this, let us know. Hit us up on the socials. Hit us up in our email. You can get us on our uh, hotline, which is 434-602-1931. If you want to write that down, I'll say it slow. 434-602-1931. 
Craig is staring into my <laughs> eyes as I say this. Anyway, so write it down. Give us a call. Tony needs to hear your voice. We want to hear your voice. We want everybody at Take Two to understand how much T3 means to you in your life. And speaking of meaning in your life, if you need to get some, guess what we get to give you? Some local, local events. This weekend, Right Coast Pro, a new quest, January 19th, Delaware. Big event. Way to start off the new year. Yep. Way to start off 2019. And what do we have on the card? Um, as we've discussed before, uh, I think we should now start officially giving our picks for this weekend's event. All right. Um, Give we me have, the matches, and I will prophetically tell you who as is you going should. to win. Uh, Yuri Gregory against uh, your favorite name in all of wrestling. The chick magnet, Mozart Fontaine. Mozart Fontaine. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. That's kind of figured. I'm down with you on that one, buddy. Um, we have another one that I'm pretty sure I know who you're picking. Uh, we have D&D, Disco Dave versus Dexter Boykin versus the Baldwin brothers. I said it all last year. I am going to stand by it this year. This is the year of the Baldwin. The year of the Baldwin. I totally Harry agree. Harry and Jerry are going to destroy those D&D nerds. I totally agree. Uh, we have Sean Royal, the heavyweight, versus the American Horror Michael Massacre. So, I don't know much about Michael Massacre. I'm right. interested. Um, I like the character, but uh, I've got to give it to Sean Royal. you got to give it to I, Sean Royal, right? Uh, if you Former belt, champion. Like, yeah, exactly. Makes the most sense to me. Um, we have King Kalua coming back, but he's going against what has risen very quickly to be a crowd favorite, the children's champion, Cecil Warwin. He became our favorite a while ago yes. when he saved... That young lady in the ring, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't bet against him. Now, no, I I you can't will bet admit, against chivalry. I don't know much about King Kalua, but mm. uh, I know I like the drink. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. There's that. There's that. Um, I am led to believe it's like a coffee cream liqueur. Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quite delicious. Um, with that being said, yeah, Cecil Whirlwind, the children's champion. Mm-hmm. Got to go with him. Got to go with him. See, this is it's getting hard to do these right coast pro picks because we have so many favorites of people we are personally acquainted with. Yeah, I mean, close personal friends. Close personal friends. The next one being another case: Sebastian's Wild Knights versus Crazy Kids. Well, we got to choose Crazy Kids. Yeah, because it's Slim Jim. Exactly. That's our boy. That's our boy, yo. That's our boy. Um, now we have the current champions, Money and the Monarchy. Boo. Uh, trying to defend their belts against Just Neff and the Richest Man in Haiti. Former champion, Brian Proffitt. Double boo. Double boo. So right. who do we choose? Because Brian Proffitt, in my opinion, is sneaky and underhanded. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I can't get behind him. I am going to have to go with money in the monarchy. Gonna go to, money in the monarchy? You know what? I, I agree with everything you say there, but because he is so sneaky and underhanded, I'm going to have to go with Proffitt and Just Neff because they're going to do something to make sure they win. That's right. what they do. I don't... It's what they do! Okay. Okay. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it. Bring it. Uh, Olympus Championship match. Tomahawk versus Setsu Ginsu, the current holder. Setsu Ginsu to retain. Why? Why? Because he's crafty and underhanded. He's crafty and underhanded, and I love his knives. Really? I agree. Ginsu okay. knives? Yeah, you're not a fan of the Ginsu knives? No, I know knives? the Ginsu, but I'm just... You're yeah. going to associate that with this great wrestler? Yeah. Cheap knives with him? Yeah. They cut through a can. And, <laughs> and then, then a tomato. To a tomato. Don't even need to clean it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the heavyweight championship, the reason this is all coming down, Chris Steeler comes back. All right, he left for a while. He's coming back to go against America's best, Colton Quest. Does Quest keep the belt uh, at an event almost named for him? All right. Well, here's the issue I have. Issues. Um, one... Uh, don't like Chris Steeler just because of his last name, being mm-hmm. a Baltimore Ravens fan. I can see yeah. that. So, I mean, that's petty and worthless, but I have that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to carry that. And um, I really like Colton Quest. Got it. I love Got watching it. him in the ring. So uh, I'm going Colton Quest to retain. I see. Um, just to be counter to you, yeah. I'm going to go with Chris Steeler. Because you have to be that person. Yeah, sure do. Sure do. And when he wins the belt... I'm going to rub it in your raven's face. All right. Well, then um, I'm going to be very mad at you. As you should be. Uh, This weekend again, folks, January 19th in Delaware. Buy your tickets, rightcoastpro.com. You can go in there. As we've said before, the tickets are always cheap. I believe you can still even buy a season pass. They still have a few of those available where you get seats for every single event they have for the entire 2019. You're still able to buy that or just buy this week's event, which I want to say it's 15 bucks maybe. 
20 bucks if you want to go front row. So it's definitely the place to be. Yeah, and don't forget, Right Coast Pro is very family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, their show is for kids. Yep. yep. Uh, so even with characters like uh, Michael Massacre, you're not going to see a lot of horrible stuff no. that you would be afraid to show your kids. No, so no, no. Go and enjoy. The wrestlers are very fan friendly, and so is the production. Agreed. Uh, speaking of, mm-hmm. you and I always try to end the show with a moment of. Right. And we usually try to make our moment of positive. Something that is, makes us feel good about being wrestling fans. But when you and I talked this week, yes, there was a moment that hit us and we were like, what the hell? Why? Why would they ever feel this was necessary, valid, or needed? Uh, it's it's almost a, a concrete proof of how dumb WWE feels a lot of its fans are. Yeah. So, like, when I look at your face... Right. And I say, oh, my God, he's dumb as a brick. Mm -hmm. That's what this promo was to me. Right. Your face. Right. And when I look at you, uh, your parents, your children, I feel sorry for all of them because they are associated with your dumbness. Okay. So (laughs) you bring my family into this? Family. Brought family into this. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring somebody in on my side. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to bring in Jeff. Jeff the ref, guys. Here he is. Jeff the ref is with me. Jeff. Is he supposed to ref on who's dumber? No. He knows you're the dumbest. You're both pretty dumb. Damn it. He's right. Oh. <laughs> so. He's right. Jeff. Yes. Our moment of this week, if you watched Raw, you will know that John Cena, at the end of a match, validates Finn Balor, of all people. Thank goodness. John Cena saying, hey. Uh, the company never gave you a chance, and Vince McMahon held you back. But you, you, my friend, are okay in my book, and all these fans are allowed to like you now because... I say they can. <laughs> That's as dumb as Craig, isn't it? Uh, I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so He's our moment of... with us. Our moment <laughs> of... Our moment of is the horrible, horrible moment of Cena validating Finn after a win. Where I come from, you're given an opportunity and you fight to earn respect. Today, in front of the entire world, Vince McMahon said he didn't believe in you. And you said these people believe in you. For what it's worth, you got one more person that believes in you. You give him hell at the Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, your challenger for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble, Finn Balor! A tremendous endorsement tonight from the greatest of all time, John Cena. There you go, fans. Thank goodness we know we are allowed to like Finn Balor because John Uh, Cena told us so. All I want to say is... John Cena can go to hell. John Cena can go to hell. You're a Take horrible his hair actor. You're a horrible actor. You have a horrible head of hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was kind of funny in that one with Amy Schumer. Let's go to the source. <laughs> Jeff, but was, Cena as an actor. Mm-hmm. He's horrible. Was he funny or did Amy Schumer make him funny? Uh, it could have been either or both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. Damn I'm it. smarter than you. No, you, that one had nothing to do with the other. Jeff? <laughs> Who's smarter, me or Craig? Mm. Nope. Anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. Episode 61. Uh, Again, we are part of the much larger network of Take Two. Go back. You can listen to episode 118 of our main Take Two show. John, you were on it this week. Yes. Gave many uh, insightful comments about things on the entertainment world, as you often do. We're going to play a new game. Yes. Whenever I'm on Take Two, Mm -hmm. you need to count how many times I don't know an actor's name. Okay. And how many times I name something wrong. Like, I try to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Mm -hmm. I was like, Mutant Ninja Teenage Turtles. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, the problem is, folks, is you're going to need a pen and paper to do this because you're going to lose count on your fingers oh, like and your toes. abacus. Or, yeah, exactly. I think they made something in the 80s. It was called a computer? Mm, no, haven't heard of it. Okay. Haven't heard of it. Uh, but make sure you go and download that show. Contact us via our Twitter, take two takedown on the Twitter. You can email us at our mailbag segment so you can get it read every week, triple teabag at gmail.com, and call our hotline, 434-602-1931. And last but not least, don't forget, 
all that family that you have that obviously know nothing about you and bought you a whole bunch of stuff you don't want for the holiday season. Go online, go to take2podcast.com, click on the Amazon link, and buy yourself what you actually want. Because hopefully they were smart enough to just give you some Amazon gift cards. Yeah. Yeah. We can only hope. We can only hope. But buy it through our Take Two Podcast link. We get a little kickback. We enjoy that kind of stuff. It keeps this uh, wonderful little ship of diversity flowing. Because diversity is an old, old wooden ship. But I heard. Anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. Peace. WTTP 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 WTTP